Hello, everyone. It is uh, Jesus Christ. It is uh, Saturday night. Uh, I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. Here is my press credentials. My name is Luke Thompson. Yes, it says no floor access. There you go. There it is. Uh, I am in Las Vegas, Nevada in my hotel room. I am the host of the SiriusXM uh, show, the Luke Thomas show, as well as the host of the MMA Beat and the MMA Hour. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, hopefully this is not too shitty of a connection, but it looks like it's pretty shitty. Hang on here. Let's see what we can do. Uh, this is my UFC 229 post-fight special. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm trying to get this goddamn thing to work. It's giving me a little bit of problems. Let's see what we got here. Hang on. Hang tight. Shit. Is this thing working or what? Let's try this again. Check, check, check. All right, here we are. Sorry about that. I apologize. I know you're going to give me a bunch of downvotes. Let's try that one more time. Hello, everyone. My name is Luke Thomas. I am the host of the Luke Thomas Show on Sirius XM Fight Nation. I am also the host of the MMA Beat and the MMA Hour on MMAfighting.com. Here's my credentials. I'm in my hotel room because I can't actually do this show in the media tent. There's no place to do it. You are joining me live. The fight ended about 10 minutes ago. If you don't want spoilers... Now is your chance to get off of here. Five, four, three, two, one. I sincerely apologize for the technical difficulties. Hopefully those are behind us. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into what happened. Um, let me state outright the result of the fight, and then let's work a little bit backwards. So Habib Nurmagomedov retains his title, I believe, with the stoppage at 303 of the fourth round via some sort of rear naked choke jaw crank. I have to go back and look to see exactly what it was because everything was kind of happening in a bit of a blur. However, the story coming out of this is, are the actions of Habib Nurmagomedov. After he wins, um, he does not act in a sportsmanlike way to Connor, but okay, you, you've seen things like that before when referee Herb Dean tried to separate them, but that's not the, the, the issue here. The issue here is that Habib jumped out of the cage and um, went and attacked his teammates, Connor's teammates, including Dylan Dennis. Security tries to get involved and separate them. Then there are fights that break out between Connor's corner, excuse me, Habib's corner and Connor inside the cage to the point where Connor has to be escorted with his team back to the locker room. And Habib is declared the winner, except Dana White says he can't put the belt on him that being Habib, because if he did, everyone in the arena would start throwing shit into the octagon. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I certainly understand his trepidation. I am of two minds in this whole thing. Uh, I don't know how in any way you can support the actions of Habib Nurmagomedov following the fight. Everything up until then, he was a model citizen, and you could tell he was bottling it up. You know, it's kind of funny. Habib Nurmagomedov won that fight, but if you want to answer the question about whether or not, and by the way, he won the fight handily. Um, but if you want to, and we'll get to that, we're going to break down the fight, but we have to talk about what's breaking. If you, um, if you want to be kind of true about it, Conor McGregor pretty much did get into his head. I, I've said it before, I really don't like these questions ahead of time of so-and-so and so-and-so's head is this guy and that guy's head. The answer is, you, I mean, listen, someone's acting like a stark raving lunatic. You just never really know. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult to tell. Um, but I mean, clearly he was pent up with hostility, right? So it's true that it did get in his head. It's just it propelled him to greatness. Uh, 
it didn't actually diminish his ability at all, it appeared. Um, so keep that in mind. So what can we say about their actions? Um, I think, I think, uh, look, man, Habib's a proud guy. And Connor made some real low digs. I think we can all agree with that. Um, we all saw them probably as pre-fight banter. I don't think he did. But your chance to get revenge was in those four rounds, and you got it, and you got it. I gave the third round to Connor. Again, we're going to go for an in-depth breakdown in just a minute. I gave the third round to Connor, but um, every other round I gave to Habib, and I think Habib took that round off the third round, and he came out like a bat of uh, uh, you know out of hell uh, in the fourth, choking out Connor, taking his back, moving to mount. He was moving to mount in the second and the fourth round. Like it was not a contest on the ground. Um, Connor showed some pretty good takedown defense, which again we'll break all this down. But that was that was his chance to get revenge, right? That was the moment that. You know, when you were pounding on him, that was your revenge. When you choked him out and he tapped, that was that that was what you were looking for. I mean, I think everything after that is gratuitous. It's a terrible look um, for the organization. It's a terrible look for the sport. Um, interestingly, this might turn Habib into a bit of a villain, maybe in a way that uh, is helpful for box office returns. I'm not really thinking about that right now, but it's something you might want to consider. I mean, who is a bigger villain in the sport today? Um, so there's that. I also think McGregor deserves some blame here. Uh, Kareem Zidane was um, making a good point. You know, man, look, everyone's got a different line, and there's there's no justification of the actions of Habib after the win. Everything up until then was great. Like, he was a model citizen all week, you know? But that's just – I mean, look, guys, you have a sport to run in front of the world. You have a you have a, you have a, you have to put on an event where people feel safe. You have to put on an event where everything looks professional. And I realize we're dealing with cage fighters, but some of that shit is just bad for people, man. And like the Nashville brawl, trust me, I lived through the Nashville brawl. It didn't do any favors for Strike Force. It didn't do any favors for MMA. I'm talking about Habib maybe turning into a villain, but I don't remember any of those guys. And then the Diaz brothers had a little bit of rep load these many years later, but not merely for that. For a lot of things they did, I, I don't know how much in the end. That really helped. I know a lot of people really hated the trash talk of Connor, and they see this as comeuppance. I get that. But I think you probably feel the same way and just as happy if none of this had ever happened. Like, you would have felt the glee of Khabib winning in the way he did without necessarily that. But look, here's the reality. Here's why I think Connor deserves, you know, to have a bit of a look in the mirror, man. Dude, you went out there and and said that his dad was morally weak for talking about Ramzan Kadyrov in a situation where, that you know, they don't. God only knows what could happen to them. Um, you know, Khabib's got some other issues in his life to answer for. For me, the Ramzan Kadyrov stuff is not great, but you just you're you're around people people like that, man. You you got to be careful with how you live. I can for at least forgive it for a part. You went after him. You were after you know ethnic and national, um, um, you know, d difficult issues. Talking about Chechen versus Dagestani history. Um, you know, man, this is and calling him a backward cunt and all that kind of stuff, like. Yo, man, some people don't take that shit too kindly. Um, and you can't allow those people to act on it. You can't condone those people to act on it. But you know, you know now, man, there's some things that get people riled up more than others. Um, it's all well, well and good when it's fight talk. Like, you know, it sounds like I'm victim blaming here, man. Conor McGregor's the victim on this night. I'm just saying as a sport, we need to have a long look in the mirror about what kind of stuff we allow fighters to say in the name of fight promotion um you know that's a very difficult conversation to have i'm not i'm not calling for a restriction of it please understand that i'm not saying ufc needs to step in and find people i don't know i don't know tonight man i just went live i have no fucking idea what the right answer is but i'm just saying don't, we can't pretend that you can say this incredibly incendiary shit and that people are just going to take it in stride um I just, I just don't believe that. At the same time, man, what the fuck is Habib thinking? Like, oh my god, dude, <laughs> what a win for him! You know what I mean? This was your chance, man. This was your chance to like show the world what time it was. This was your chance to maybe make some fans, right? Be like, man, I, you know, I wasn't a believer in, in Habib. Because how many Conor McGregor fans are out there saying, oh, you know, Habib's glass jawed rat, and um, you know, he's never fought anybody, and. He beat a real estate agent and all that kind of stuff. I was like, yo, Alec Quint is a good fighter, man. 
and and Habib ran through them. And same for uh, Edson Barboza, all these guys. And I had plenty of trepidation about what would happen here, but it's like, why are y'all demeaning his resume? He's real good. And this was a chance for Habib to like, you know, prove some doubters wrong to prove. And and on some level, he still will, right? Because he did get that incredible win. He did get an incredible win, but that's not the way. That is not the way to go and celebrate it. Uh, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I'm here in Las Vegas. So after this, I have to go back to the media tent because I have to go do work with MMA fighting. So I got to walk through that casino. That'll be a show, huh? Um, let me see. What are people saying on Twitter? By the way, if you want to ask me a question on Twitter, you can at L Thomas News. Ordinarily, I take donations in the super chat. If you want to do that and you can, that's great. You don't have to. Uh, I always appreciate any kind of donations. It's how I'm able to afford equipment. But, um, but I'll take uh, just questions off uh, at L Thomas News. All that information is in the description box below. Wow. All right. We'll come back to this. Let's talk about the fight itself. Um, as I mentioned, good third round for McGregor. I thought I thought I thought he showed some pretty good um, cardiovascular endurance, given some of his previous shortcomings. I thought he was getting some pretty good creative stuff. But this was what I talked about before. Yes, this was a wrestler versus a striker, but it was a guy with a high work rate versus a guy with a not a high work rate. Conor McGregor just does not have the kind of style that allows him to work at a high rate, particularly um, in terms of you know, the volume of activity, particularly as it relates to the ground. And Habib Nurmagomedov does. He absolutely does. He has an incredible ability in that regard. And so, you know, the question was, if he could get to the takedown, could he bring that to life? Yes. Yes, he could. But there were many other surprises along the way. Here was one surprise for me. I thought Conor McGregor's takedown in open space by doing the sort of check your oil grab behind the tailbone and not getting his hips turned over was really, really impressive. That was nice. On the impressive side for Habib, holy shit. It, it, I don't know if it rocked him or as much as it was an off balance, but the shot in the second round that sat McGregor down, how about that? How about Habib standing right there in the pocket and exchanging with him? Everyone thought he would get chewed up, man. Habib has that like Jake Shields kind of striking, where if you just look at it on its own, you don't think a whole lot about it. It doesn't really wow you. Doesn't really blow you up. It doesn't. It doesn't do. It doesn't. It doesn't impress you in any kind of way. And then you just look at how he's able to use it against all these guys. You're like, wow. It's even even when he lost about, it's pretty effective. Talking about Jake Shields, he just has that kind of Jake Shields striking. And for him to drop McGregor, which is what he did, even if it was off balance, it was still a nice shot. There was a bunch of other shots he was able to get. Um, I was I was surprised on both counts. But the real difference in the end for me was Habib was patient. Um, you know, Habib has been coming out a lot going forward. Go back and look at Habib early on, all the way back to the Abel Trujillo fight, all the way back to the, I can't remember if this is true in Grace and Tebow, but like the Pat Healy fight, he would come forward for just a, like a second and then actually retreat. He's really good about getting guys to do that. And then a lot of times he would get them to come close and then turn and drive them into the, into the fence. Uh, he didn't do that this time exactly. Um, and I, I did think Conor McGregor had that good two-on-one control in that third round. That was able to give Habib some problems when he was on the side. But when he's putting in maximum effort, bro, there's not a person in that weight class. Maybe Tony Ferguson's the guy. I guess we're going to have to see. But 27 up, 27 down. There ain't a man alive to this point that's shown that they can do a fucking thing about it, man. Not in that weight class. Dude, Habib Nurmagomedov, put the stuff after the fight out of your mind for just a minute. Holy shit. Holy shit, dude. That is a tough, tough, talented guy. His takedowns in open space are never been that great, but he was still making them work. And, dude, it was the multi-chaining of them. Oh, uh, the single leg didn't work. Let me switch my hips to the opposite side. Oh, you rolled over. Let me go for a trip. Oh, you planted your hands. Let me put more weight on your hands. Um, and then come behind and, 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 and re-grab for a single. Uh, it was just constantly changing directions, constantly piecing things together, constantly just making one, it, 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 you know, Yes, there are individual components to it, but it's all one big effort and you know, getting where he needed to go. There just ain't a man alive who can handle it. I mean, maybe, again, we'll see about Tony Ferguson. We'll talk about his fight in just a second. He looked phenomenal, of course, you know. But shit, dude. Uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, incredible. And then finally in that fourth round, you just, you know, here's the one knock on McGregor, man. Those two years off, you know, St. Pierre can do it, but. And I'm not saying, you know, McGregor's going to win again. He's going to win a lot of fights again. But taking two years off is a long time. And the other thing was, dude, he's like, the it, when he's flowing, 
his first two rounds, man, there's just not a guy in MMA who can compete with Connor. But when he's forced to wrestle, as I mentioned, there's the high work rate thing. But here's the thing, man. Like when Frankie Edgar gets tired, you know, he goes from here to here. You know, when Conor McGregor gets tired, he goes from here to here. I mean, it is a incredible drop off. And uh, Habib knew that. I mean, Habib's not as good of a striker as Conor, not by a million miles. But if you can get the guy tired, you can just sort of, you can see the punches coming a lot more. You can work with it. If you're fresher and taking a round off and managing things, it was a virtuoso performance by and large by by Habib Nurmagomedov. Again, I'll give Conor credit. I thought his takedown defense and open space were pretty good. I thought he showed some pretty good takedown defense against the cage a little bit. It's just, it doesn't matter. How good Barboza has a good takedown defense. You just wouldn't know it after fighting Habib. Ally Aquinta tough against Habib. And Conor McGregor showed some pretty good takedown defense today. But in the end, it's just not enough for Habib. Um, you, it's, it, the, the challenge is way too great. The, the amount of attacks he has and switches he has and completions he has and the amount of detail he has and strength and a game committed to this. Um, uh, it's just it's just too much. It's just too much. There's just no one in that weight class that can handle it. It was interesting him of the scooping of the legs, dude. I thought he was going to get. Uh, so the scooping of the legs is interesting if you can sit a little bit higher up. But Connor was just enough able to get his back against the fence. In which case, Connor was able to. Um, um, he was able to put. That means if you scoop, hips are going to follow. These are your hips. Your hips are going to follow up underneath you, right? And so if the hips follow underneath you, then the then the knees come back. And when the knees come back, you could see Connor. Uh, you could see Connor was just good enough to get his knees out and like recapture, at least in the first one or two rounds. But by that fourth, I don't think on the feet, but I would say Habib was competitive. It was not at all, and that ground upon the second round. I mean, that was sort of my point. Speed off. Choked him out, or and then you want to go and jump. What more? Uh, what were you for? What is it? Jesus. Oh, now my phone is just on fire. You got you can only imagine. Um, that is crazy. Oh my god, I'm getting covered in texts. Some people are saying it's actually a good scenario. Connor's gonna come out of here looking good. He could fight Nate for the 165-pound title in Ireland. There's some ways to salvage this. There's some ways to salvage That was not awesome. And hit me up on the description box below. You can see everything you need to see. And by the way, please front. break and i couldn't bring all my equipment because it all doesn't work on the road um, but thank you guys so much for watching and subscribe to the channel below next to that Derek, let's go real quickly to tony ferguson you know let me say something about duke rufus he absolutely made the right call in this fight his hand was broken he goes i'm not for you to just take damage and fight in a way where you can't really use your all your frankly primary weapon my hat goes but he wasn't at the where the kid died and service to you no, i'm not blaming him i'm just saying all these factors contributed really Really poor oversight and uh, a kid died um and i think it looks to me like Duke Rufus was not there but it was at a rufus sport like an uh, amateur event and um we need more anthony pettis was a dog
that incredible. He puts insane pressure on people to broadcast like nobody else. And did the people? I didn't realize. I thought nope. Guy in the world who makes gold out of alchemy. He's the only one. That's really kind of his genius. He just drives through a challenge with confidence and just figures out a way to get it done. And remember along the way, you know, you might get punched a few times. You might get dropped by Anthony Pettis and have to do forward rolls, of course. But at the same time, he just finds a way to get it. Was going to the body. I thought the stance switching was pretty excellent. They kept hard on the leg. I didn't really share that opinion, but I didn't. I didn't notice a substantial effect in that regard. Um, but in any case, he, uh, he, he was. Well, I could still feel I felt tired. He might have felt hurt. He might have felt bloody. Of course, he had the hairline cut here that was tearing him up. Uh, Ferguson had his own, and they were covered in blood and able to stand up. I mean, it was two dogs getting after it insane what those two guys were able to do i take my hat off to them completely about that um so tony ferguson appears to be back he called out conor mcgregor i don't know what's going to happen who the hell knows what's going to happen with conor mcgregor now who the hell knows what's going to happen with anything else but um certainly i think we can all agree that that tony ferguson has earned himself a pretty big opportunity at this point one he should be um looking over and uh, weighing his options. I guess we'll have to see what happens with UFC 230 and, and, and everything else. Um, but he looked like same old Tony to me. Remember, Tony Tony fought Javier Dos Anjos in the fucking sky in Mexico City, man. Super high elevation. Cardio didn't fade. He does take punches here or there. I thought his defense looked pretty good but relative to what it had been in previous fights. I mean, he did get dropped, but, it, you know, Pettis is a bit of a sharpshooter. So, you know, you get the idea, right? Like, he's he's um, he, he, he took some licks, but th- th- people just can't handle what he can do. It, it, they just can't handle. I mean, he basically, into a, to a degree, kind of outstruck. He got dropped that once and was able to go to guard and hold on. But for the most part, you know, he was out there just banging on Anthony Pettis, and you could see once Pettis got up against the cage, it was a completely different fight. Same for Conor, up against the cage, anything out in the open, and that's where all the offense happens. All the offense happens outside the two black lines, right along the ninety-nine percent. It seems these days. Like that until his coach made the call for him. His coach hate his hand won't get any worse. He won't take any more unnecessary. He took an L, but not. He didn't. Anthony Pettis, oh, no way looked bad. It's disappointing. Um, but that was handled the right way for sure. For sure. That was handled the right way. <laughs> what do you want to say about Derek Lewis, dude? Derek Lewis for president. Oh my God. That was just incredible. Oh, uh, here. We got this. He was getting. And grabby out there. He was getting, I think he was just getting desperate to be quite with you. Twitter account so I can see while this is going on. It's just hard to maintain a, an awareness of what's happening in the news while this goes on. Post fight melee. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Um, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Okay, Derek Lewis. Incredible dude. Incredible. Fight. Kind of waiting, dude. I've said this before. Yeah, the Brown fight. You can go look at the. There's another one.
There we go. We're back. Just the best. Just just raining down from Mount Olympus. The sky is what is what is what Derek Lewis is doing. Insane. I, I I couldn't have more respect for him if I tried. Oh my God. And Volkov, you know, Volkov's had a really surprising run. I just thought that the heavy punching would be really too too much for anybody. Um not named to the higher, you know, uh, echelon guys, and it was. It absolutely was. We'll come back and get back to that main event. Um, let's see. We've got the pros reacting here to McGregor and, and Habib. What a crazy-ass night. What a crazy night. Later, Michelle Water, Elise Herrig. Elbows coming. At one time, I did nothing. We were no less. And all I did was I was trying to go for a up underneath like this, trying to grab the back one, and then that's the bread cutting motion. Uh, I was coming for a bread cutter, and I couldn't get this other hand. He was blocking it because I set it up poorly, north-south, and then I had my elbows flared, and I just quickly closed it. Didn't think anything of it. No one said anything, and we look up, and his eye was completely swollen. At the end, well, you can do nasty. But in general, I thought that... Um, Throwing instant to the stomach, to the front, to the front. And she takes such a. She's really good about. To make. She's really, really. That no event. All right, if you got a question for me, shoot me a tweet now at L Thomas News. Let's talk about. Because I think really that's what you guys want to get to. We'll circle back to all this stuff a little bit later. Um, from the bus incident to this, the UFC seemed to gamble with using the animosity between Habib and Connor to promote the fight. But in fairness to the UFC, they do that with every fight uh, that they can. I mean, they'll even manufacture it. Like Vanderlei Silva being like, I don't like Michael Bisping. Why? I don't know. You know, because they told him to do that, you know. Uh, after damage control for tonight, what are the chances they might learn a lesson from this? Um, I don't know happen here's video of habib going oh fuck dude are you what <laughs> what the fuck oh my god dude getting after it no hesitation wow man That is. Uh, okay. What are the two? A lesson from the good answer. By all means, leave a comment. You know, how do you handle something like this? I don't know. No, um, but I, here's what I do know. If you stoke religious and ethnic tensions, problems are going to happen. Just, just happen. That's right. Connor did. No one did, but some aren't country throwing stuff in Brooklyn for Habib. It wasn't fight promotion. It was really personal. Different culture, man. Sucks. Stuff excuses it. I don't think it's a agent, but it's to go with that either. Uh, you know. Um. All right. Connor's, yeah, glove grabbing, short grabbing. I just think he was in bad spot. I think instinct, and I think some of that might have been a little bit of desperation. Um, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But what would of you going to work on? Hammer and that you can. It's just beating 
point. You do everything you possibly can. So might've been instinct, some of that might've been strong. As long as the rules, it's no big deal. Uh, um, not no big deal. And for me, if I'm doing YouTube, made it a little bit um, there you go. Members of Hustis police officers, holy shit. Habib team member getting arrested after the You guys hear this? Oh, there they are. Wow, dude. Who is that? Hard to say. I'm wild. My God. That's super wild. All right, what else do you have here? Um, in the words of the great Gus Johnson, these things happen in MMA. Yeah, I guess they do. Um, thoughts on Habib being stripped of the belt and suspended? I don't know. Has he? His name has been announced. I don't think we know. Um, good Lord, man. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> three of oh here's dana white three of khabib's guys involved are in jail this is what i'm saying and for that to happen oh you really got to shut them up yeah well now three of your guys are in jail i mean this whole thing it got bookended by jail right i mean connor and habib were on a collision course with the bus incident son goes to jail off but then uh You stuff that drive at the end, and then you... now, what a waste! What a waste, man! Dandy to really stick at the people. I get it, man. Yeah, Cody, who's just it's great. You guys want to go to jail for? I get it, right? Come on, Brendan. What? It's going to happen in the crowd between the Russians and the Irish. I think that's sort of correct. Just the animosity between the two. They hate each other so bad. It happens for Connor. It, it's UFC fight. From the crowd. It's not exactly what happened. Um, but you no, know, happened all. Can't even know what. <laughs> That's what that answer is. Here on the circus, on the other think could be even this. Probably not the last arrest that will see enough to end. So I wasn't it, but it was a. It's hard to predict what the commission will do. Or not, they want the fine that looks hefty, but it comes out of his check. So it's a real big law. Um, it could, that could happen. Someone says, McGregor and his say about the majority of it on Habib. McGregor and even even get a mention uh, some questions to ask themselves too the extent that we call you know how some of this stuff could boil over you know um good to do regardless of what happens after okay he's gonna get maybe some kind of 
um, their component that so um, issues with, but they may they may you know they don't want to invoke a code of conduct because if you invoke a code of conduct then you have to enforce standards. But if you do that in the workplace, well, you're already making them wear uniforms, you're really beginning to get up against this point where you're, you're blurring the line between independent contractor and employee. So they kind of want to back off, it seems like the code of conduct, but they might institute it for pre-fight stuff after stuff like this, you know? And it's like, how do you even, how would, how would you even really police this kind of stuff if you wanted to? How would that even happen? Because, you know, saying, that, you know, calling someone a coward, right? Like, is that better or worse than calling someone backward? Is that better or worse than calling someone, you know, a pussy? Is that better or worse than saying you're going to fuck their wife? I mean, like, where do you, where do you draw the line? You get your religious stuff, national stuff. Like, it's going to be hard to police. You just have to know that there's going to be atmospheres that are more toxic than others, and they're going to produce toxicity in greater volumes than others. And this was clearly one, literally begun, begun and ended and bookended with jail. Beginning and ending with jail. We'll see what happens with Habib. I don't know if he's going to get it or not, but that's where we end up here. Do you think Connor was broken in the fourth with the choke? He didn't seem to fight the hands. I think he, um, I have to go back and watch one more time to really give you a better answer, but yeah, I think he was done. I think he was done. And I don't blame him. You know, you're out there getting pounded on. Um, the guy just was unrelenting and he was on a mission, dude. He was on a mission. He was on a mission on this evening. He was out there to settle a score. And, uh, he, you know, I, I don't know that he settled it the right way, uh, but I do know that he was dominant, dude, dominant. It was not a particularly compelling, or it was compelling action, of course. It was not a particularly competitive fight. It just really was not that competitive in the end. Um, it was, you know, uh, what are the legal implications of this? Assault, battery, um, causing a mayhem. I think there's, there's, there's different kinds of crimes involved in public settings like this, where you incite brawls or, um, but multiple people are involved like this. God only knows, man, not a good look. This is, I mean, this is the biggest fucking fight in UFC history. And it's like, you want to be remembered for it, you know, crazy, crazy. So it says, I haven't seen a replay, but Habib smashed. Yes, he did. How hot do you think Derek Lewis's balls got? Is Derek Lewis not the greatest person in the history of America? As I mentioned, winning in all the ways he did, being perseverant in the ways that he has been. And then what a post-fight interview. Dude, show me another sport where there's a post-fight interview where people do stuff like that. right? Show me another sport where people... Uh, you know, Joe, I took my pants... Here's the best part. He goes, Joe, I took my, my pants off. And Joe goes, I understand. <laughs> How great is that? Something got ruined in the end. Uh, sent sent to you a while ago. Hold on. To a while. These donkeys just don't even know, bro. All right. Yes. Okay. Oh, someone says lip page. All right. Let's. Let's look at the ESPN home. What is a fight brawl ensues? Great. What are you going to do? All right, let's get to more of your questions. If we can, please. Uh, what do you make of uh, Habib holding his own striking with the Notorious? As I said before, he was holding his own with Connor once Connor hired, where then everything begins. You know, he has impeccable, but it's tools uh, you know I don't know if the judgment is necessarily page a lot easier to read a lot easier to do a lot of things um, and uh, it, it was but it's super functional I can hang. By the way, by the way, hey, good. One's like he got. Go back and watch that, Michael. Yes, about it, dude. Habib has been now. Look at who Habib has fought. Around. 
he's never been knocked down by a strike. I mean, just think about that for a second. Put it on him in a way that ever mattered, including Conor McGregor. Who are the two men who jumped into the ring and attacked the crowd? I have to go back and look at the tape, boys. I just got on here with you. God, would that be a mess or what? I don't think he'll do that. I don't think they'll strip him for misconduct, but I mean, all bets are off, right? As of this evening, all bets are off. Do you think the narrative of Connor's bus attack and dollies through the windows will be publicly forgotten now? He gets goes to jail now. I know how brought up looks all that great in this particular whatever the balls kind of what if Tony is the interim champ again or not Tony would never never stop being the interim champ if you ask Tony coming out to the media day with the belt and everything keep that in mind um, this is why you can't keep having one but we'll the cops are going to But, um, uh, you know, what, what happens with Habib and what happens? Uh, let's see, any update? No, I'm looking for one. Going back to the tweets at L Thomas News, keep them coming, folks. Really, he should be fired for assault. Well, we'll let the court that is. Uh, let's see, boxing has been tough for years, hated then, hated even. Yeah. Uh, it's not the end of the sport by any stretch of the imagination or anything like that, but, but it's not awesome. Um, what about Connor treating his life and going after him on the bus, hurting other fighters and getting a slap on the wrist? I'm not defending that. I'm not defending that at all. Connor got no punishment from the UFC. He ended up like, oh, we were going to have him fight in Rio, and then we just pulled that as a punishment. Even if that's sufficient, and it's probably not even true. I don't really buy that as a real thing. So I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, he got no suspension. He got no punishment. But Bob to go out there and do that. Doing that what he got a guy for for a better scenario to the heated rival. It seems like a period go after people and he got it and he did it he was Habib did three things this week he said he was going to do it and he went out and fucking did it number one he said if Connor he told Dan Hardy this he said if Connor doesn't show up to the post-fight press conference on time I'm leaving number one number two he said I'm going to program and I'm going to make weight he did exactly that he was the first guy on the scales on that third he said I'm going to smash this guy it's pretty much what he did. He actually got a submission out of it, but it was more like one of those pain submissions. Old and driven, as well as as well as getting collapsed at the same time. And then you can also, if you're really ferocious beyond all imagination, yeah, 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 all that stuff will get you. All that stuff will get you. Um. Here's the uh, statement about Habib. He doesn't care about winning people over. People who insulted him, his family, and his nation. It wasn't right. But the point with the UFC. Okay, well. Let's talk about this for a second. Someone says, stop blaming Habib. Or if you're going to pardon McGregor for the dog. Who's pardoning him? Go back and look at what everything that, but look at everything I said about it. The UFC did what they did nothing to him. There was no punishment. They got the law about it, you know, to fines or whatever, and then community service. That this was this was awesome. No one is defending it. No, certainly I have never defended it one fucking time. one time. Way suggesting that McGregor, McGregor, right? Those are the only people that really matter here. 
and the media did speak out and was like, what the fuck? This, there's nothing to this at all. There, he makes all the rules. He has all the, all the leverage. Maybe that what might change now. Uh, that's something to keep in mind, but no, no one's, no one is, no one is saying if you're going to pardon McGregor uh-uh. for that bus incident, I never pardoned him to begin with. And then you should pardon Habib for what happened tonight. Well, good news. I'm not pardoning uh, Connor, so I'm not going to pardon Habib. Someone says he doesn't, as I mentioned, he doesn't care about winning people over, only defending his pride from people who insulted him, which he did in the first four rounds, his family and his nation, which he did in the first four rounds. It wasn't right, but it was bound to happen. I agree that you're playing with fire when you do that at some point with the UFC allowing and encouraging people like McGregor to act the way he does. All right, you had the chance to defend your honor in the sporting competition. Once you go outside of that sporting competition, that's no longer what it's about. You know that's true because then there's legal implications for it. That's the that's the pretty big signal. They couldn't even put a belt around you on your most triumphant day because that's not the way that this goes. They might fine you because that's not the way that this goes. Your friends are in jail because that's not the way this goes. I know everyone loves to like promote these Fred Flintstone fucking era, you know, weird ethos where like, oh, I'll defend my friends no matter what they do. Yeah, no, then you're not a good friend. You don't defend somebody no matter what they do. You defend them when they're right and when they're wrong, you try to help them, but you don't necessarily need to contribute to their wrongdoing. Um, people are like, I, I, I wish I had a friend who would fly over from another country and protect me. No, I wish I had a friend who would talk me out of it, actually. That, that, that's, what a, that's what a friend would do. So, you know, I understand, I understand Habib has pride. I understand this stuff really upset him. I, I get all of that. And I don't think how this was handled was in any way appropriate by any of the parties involved. McGregor, McGregor has a lot to think about here as well. The UFC, so do the media, like all of us, all of us have to take a look in the mirror. But I'm sorry, you had your chance. That's what that's about. Everything. I mean, I, I mean, they got rid of Paul Daly for just one sucker punch. What do you call this? Right? I mean, fucking A. Craziness, man. Craziness. Uh, let's go back to more of this. Win people over. Wasn't Connor and his gang who threw the dolly and attacked the bus? Wasn't it Connor who talked mad personal stuff? Yeah. At both, both press conferences about Habib, yes, it was. And his manager, that's that's all true. It was a wash to me. I'm still on high about Habib smashing and dominating Connor for a finish. Okay, I guess. Uh, on the fight alone, McGregor looks much different from when he, he fought Alvarez. He got dropped and also had Habib on the feet for the full third round. No excuse to not put more of a beating on. The break from MMA seems to have affected his timing and power. Hmm. Hard to say because he had to wrestle the first round, didn't he? He had to wrestle the second round, too. So by the time he was the third, he still had a little bit of life left in him. But again, it's just not a guy who's ever shown any kind of capacity for a high ability and a high work rate. The high work rate is really what he needs to um, to be able to bring his game to life over time. So when he has all the energy in the world and he's using all the energy systems as much as he likes and he's just going to the ATM and taking money out and there's plenty in there, he's dominating. It's just when the, the, those funds begin to dry up, it's just not the same kind of striker. Like go back and look at his speed and his bounce in that third round where he was looking a little bit better. It's still pretty good, but compare that to the Alvarez in the fight in the second round. Not even close. Not even close. It's like it's just so much different. Um it's completely different. So it's like, did he have timing issues? Well, he might have, but how much of those timing issues are from rust and how much of those timing issues are from the fact that by the time he really had the opportunity to strike, he'd already been wrestling for 10 minutes. By the way, uh, someone pointed this out. It's true about Eddie, Al Eddie Alvarez told me this once on my radio show. He's like, you can't wrestle for 25 minutes. You can wrestle for 15, but then you got to, and then, you know, how you disperse that you could do 10 up front, five in the back, you know, you can do all, all 15 up front and then no wrestling in the last two rounds if it's a five-round fight, but you can only wrestle for 15 minutes and you can't do it for 25, just the 15. I think you saw that from um, Habib tonight. He wrestled the first two, kind of took the third round off a little bit in terms of the wrestling anyway, and then went right back to it super hardcore in the fourth. That, that theory actually makes um, a lot of sense. I like this. People are like, y'all are treating Habib as black and Connor the White Prince do no wrong. What are y'all talking about? When has <laughs> who defended Connor in the media? I mean, there's some people I guess who did, but I, who who are these people? What about yeah? And there's more of this. Uh, at L Thomas News, that's the way to to tweet me. At L Thomas News, all my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I don't really use Facebook anymore, but all that's down there. You can like it. You can follow it. Please give the video a like um, and uh, and subscribe to the channel below. I appreciate that when you do.
Good Lord, dude. I'll be going after doing this. Crazy. Well, we ended up on World Star Hip Hop tonight, huh? That's always fun. Uh, let's see. Do we have any updated news? I'm looking for some. Yeah, and you can go back. People are making this point. How about when Connor jumped in the cage and shoved Mark um, Goddard and, you know, doing all the things he was doing in Ireland? I'm not defending any of that. I, so here's the problem, man. I have a radio show, Sirius XM. You can try it for 30 days below free, and you can hear all these things. All these things get mentioned. All of these things. Ask anybody who's a part of the show. Go sign up for free and go look through all the archives. You will hear it for yourself. No one defended any of that. In fact, there's a lot of media. Maybe you know what? I'll say this. There's a lot of media members who maybe don't want to say anything because they don't want their mentions melted uh, when Connor attacks them or something, or they don't want to damage any opportunity they can get to get uh, even an interview with his coach for crying out loud. I don't know, but there's probably a lot of them who you know didn't put two and two together. Like yo, you keep enabling this, you're going to get this really bad behavior, and people are going to want to go after him. But like the reality is. That's not Habib's job to do that. That's for all of the people in institutional power. And I get when they don't do that, somebody else will. That's the natural order of life, but you just can't allow a room. You can understand it, but you can't allow room for that to be like okay as a method of adjudication because it's not. It's totally damaging. So I can I can comprehend it. I can understand where he's coming from. And you know, if the courts don't really hammer a guy, don't really hammer a guy, and the sponsors don't really hammer a guy, and I, this guy just feels entitled to say whatever he wants to say. Tensions, the the risk of them boiling over, like that. That's why those institutions can't fail, because when they, you know, people who feel like, not, you know, you don't have access to the same benefits or something like that, you get these kinds of scenarios like this. And they're unfortunate, and they're nasty, and they're awful um, to a pretty, pretty significant degree. Um, so here's some people challenging that. Uh, I'm told we will not be getting Conor McGregor at the, tonight's press conference. That comes from John Morgan. That seemed like a foregone conclusion. Uh, John Snowden, who I know is a bit of a contrarian, but I always like hearing his perspective. He goes, I don't know why people keep mentioning pro wrestling. Nothing that happened here had anything to do with pro wrestling. Man, most pro wrestlers in 2018 are theater kids who do crossfit. They would freak out if there was any actual violence. I'll have to take his word for it. I don't know that I don't know enough about pro wrestling to to comment about it. Uh, let's see. Now people are arguing all over Twitter again. I'm at L, at L Thomas News. What is going to happen? Let's see if there's any update from our folks over at MMA Fighting. Normally I don't do the show like this, but given the bizarre circumstances technologically, and given the bizarre circumstances. Um, if you join, I am going back to the media tent. You're going to see, I'm going to be in the MMA fighting video, so you can just see it later. Um, fucking Lord. Mike Tyson weighed in. Watching the notorious MMA versus Team Habib fight. Unimaginable. Never thought it would go down like this. Crazier than my fight riot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. And, of course, he was saying crazy-ass things, like, I'm going to eat your children. There's a line of police blocking the entrance to T-Mobile Arena. Bonkers, completely, completely bonkers. Uh, what else to say? What else is there to say about the night? Um, let's see. Tony Martin had an incredible win. Scott Holtzman had an incredible win. You know, Yana Kuninskaya had a workmanlike decision. Aspen Ladd ran through. Tanya Evinger. Nick. I mean, Gray Maynard needs to retire. I think. Um, I've always said this, said this before. It's like you can never tell another man to retire. You're right. I can't. I can't actually make this guy retire. Um, but I can say, like, I, I, it's just getting really bad for him. If he doesn't want to retire, okay, you know, he can certainly live out his own decisions as he sees fit, and that's America. But I would caution commissions about licensing him, and I would certainly encourage the UFC to, you know, maybe it's time to, to, to end their business relationship. Um, not as a means of punishment, not as a means of cruelty, not as a means of retribution, as a means of, of um, care and understanding that everyone's journey has, an, has a beginning and an end. And this is probably that end. Um, someone says, I don't know why people are rushing to defend Habib. The you just don't understand him argument feels slippery and cheap. It's from Scott Harris of Bleacher Report. Maybe a guy did something bad, hard stop. I think there's a lot of issues to go around. According to Dana White, commission holding only Nurmagomedov's check for now. Connor has been paid. Yeah. 
brilliant. Brilliant. See what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to go out there and defend my friend. I'm going to, I'm going to protect my honor. Do it in a way where you'd get paid and your friends don't go to jail. It's typically the, typically the way that's handled. Give or take. Uh, let's see. At L Thomas News, if you have any questions, and we can respond in kind in there. Pull up my Twitter feed here while because mine's going crazy over there. Let's see. Jameson Whiskey is sponsoring Habib. <laughs> what was Connor's, big, Connor's biggest oversight specifically that you saw? Biggest oversight. Biggest oversight. Hmm. There was just nothing. There's just nothing he really could have done. Um, there's just nothing he really could have done. Training hard is important, and I'm sure he did. Working on him with a wrestling coach is important, and I'm sure he did. But there's too much behind the eight ball there. Maybe he could have let his hands go a little bit more. He kind of was maybe a little bit over-aggressive. You could say that if you want to nitpick. But in the end, I just feel like, um, you know, you can do all the things you're supposed to do. If a guy's a bad matchup, a guy's a bad matchup, right? So there's that to take into account as well. Um, but what a night for God. I don't even know. Good night for Connor. Uh, excuse me. Good night for Habib Nurmagomedov. Kind of also a bad night for Habib Nurmagomedov. Good night for the sport. Kind of also a bad night for the sport. Um, good night for Tony Ferguson. Great night for Derek Lewis. Um, I guess a good night for fans. Kind of a bad night for fans, right? It's never just one thing. Now, here's Malky Kaba weighing in. Um, history shows the more smack talk, the more emotions are involved, the more people are willing to pay. I mean, honestly, WWE had its heyday, the best talk show in it. What? Uh, Connor and his team threatened this man's family and team with death. I personally don't blame him for going after them. Okay, well, if there's negative fallout from the sport, I mean, you guys, these sports don't just survive. You have to do the things necessary to make them survive, Right. You have to have a public-facing company that can attract sponsors. You have to have rules. You have to have order. You have to obey the law, right? These are the things that make growth possible, not running away from regulation, running towards it. Even if you're morally not horrified by what he did, okay, I can understand that. You still must come to a position and recognize this is not really beneficial for anybody who cares about MMA. You don't win because of this. I don't win because of this. Connor didn't win because of this. And Habib did not win because of this. Nobody won. There's no prize here. I would like to live in a sport where there's a prize. And, 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 and everyone who's bringing up all the nasty things McGregor said, you are right. Everyone bringing up all the nasty things that he said about his family, you are right. And the ethnic tensions he stoked, you are right. And the fact that he never seemed to get any punishment from anybody, you're right. Freaking Dylan Dennis got booted out of, um, he got booted out of Marcelo Garcia just for acting like a, you know, a Kanye clone or something, whatever, whatever you want to call that on Instagram. I mean, that was, I mean, that's all he did. You know, there was never any punishment at SB, SBG. They never did anything like no one ever did anything. And so uh, tensions boiled over, but at the same time, I can understand why Habib would act on that, but you cannot approve of it. You at least have to say, dude, this is we, we, we don't we don't benefit from this. Uh, we might survive it, we might be okay in the end, but we don't benefit from this. Someone says, I was already a fan of his, and I'm way more now. If you let Connor do everything he wants, then everybody can do what they want. You paid the price for your words. I get the feeling, but that's not Habib's place to do that, other than the fight itself. And I'm telling you, if he had just done that, acted like a champion, and maybe even rubbed it in his face a little bit, you guys will all be just as happy. You can have that feeling that you have without having to go into that level of it. So again, like, oh, a guy beating up another guy. Oh, be still my heart. Let me clutch my pearls. That's not the argument I'm making to you. I'm making an argument to you guys out there pragmatically. I'm pragmatically asking you to evaluate the scenario. You're running a business. Is this good for your business? Is this good for the institutions? Clearly, it is not. Um, it may not be the worst of all things. There might be some. There might be you know. There might be elements to it that are nice, and so it's a, it's a net gain in certain ways, and and well, it's a it's a net loss. But there are certain moments of gain. Um, I can understand that. I can believe that. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But tonight doesn't really feel like that. Maybe we'll feel differently in a week. Maybe we'll feel differently in a month. But it's just hard to see how you look at this. You're like, wow, this is great. This is great, man. Dude, you want the game 
the whole point about regulated violence is that there are limits. Why do we have gloves? Why do we have rules? Why do we have referees? Because we're, we, we do tolerate, we like violence. We love violence. I love violence. You love violence. That's okay. But you have to contain it. Right? You have to put limits on it. And those limits have to be sacred. When a fighter says they're done, that's it. When a guy taps, that's it. Right? When a guy can't intelligently defend himself, that's it. Right? When, when you agree that you know, you're going to be act in accordance with the law, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. And if those institutions fail, there's blowback. And we have to re recognize that those things happen. And the institutions did not do anything about Conor McGregor. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. But you have to maintain some kind of structure. You have to maintain something about it. You cannot live in this Wild West. You can survive incidents, but you cannot survive reputational change. Not suggesting that one incident will, but if you're just adopting the attitude that, well, we can allow this, then you can allow the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And then, ladies and gentlemen, you begin to have a problem. You begin to have a problem when it just becomes part of the organization's identity, part of the sports modus operandi. Uh, that's what you don't want. That's what you desperately need to avoid. So, again, I'm not here saying the sky is falling. I don't think any of those things are concerns we necessarily have to burden at this point. But that's what we're up against here. All right. Um, here's what I'm going to do. If there's any more questions, you can shoot them now. Otherwise, i got to get back over to the tent. You will see me on the MMA fighting um, post-fight thingy. Um, you can see me out there if you want. Well, I'll be by the T-Mobile, but I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, doing the MMA fighting post-fight show. Looking ahead to UFC 230, what does tonight mean, if anything, for the disaster of a card? Could be two straight black eyes. Well, this is still going to do really well for sales. But... Yeah, they were hoping to build some really positive momentum in the press. Oops, that shit is gone. Any updates? NY bus incident sucked but dealt with in court. This happened with a commission on the biggest stage in UFC history. Khabib may have fought his last fight in Vegas or in the U.S. I don't think so. They'll make an example of him. No, they won't. They'll probably that institution will probably fail as well because Nevada wants the money. So, by the way, he might get off on this easily as well. Oh, here's Dana White. Let's see what he has to say. As far as you can tell, one of Connor's guys was talking smack to um, to uh, Habib, and Habib just ran and dove over the octagon and went after him. While that was happening, two of Habib's guys jump over the octagon and go after connor so uh, what happens now i mean you have a melee of two melees basically going on or something break this down what, what are the next steps here listen the, the the commission is holding both checks the nevada state athletic commission is holding both their checks um you know we're, we're turning over film to the nevada state athletic commission right now they're gonna watch the camera i mean this is, this is a big deal could be suspension for habib um, you know, are these guys going to get visas again to get back in the country? Uh, you know, big fines. That's why they're holding their purses. Um, it's a big deal. How do you feel about Habib, his actions, just him? Well, he, that, that was how it's listened. Connor's corner man, uh, you know, got this thing going. Habib diving over was ridiculous. I mean, you just won a, a great fight. Uh, you fought brilliantly. You're about to get the belt on, and and people are going to respect the fact that you you know you fought well and you won the fight. But instead, you dive over the the cage and start this huge melee with Connor's corner. Um, I I actually didn't allow him to get the belt put on because I knew what was going to happen when we did it. People were going to start throwing whatever they had down into the octagon. So I said, let's just get him out of here. We'll let Buffer announce it, and then sure enough, as soon as they started going through the tunnel exactly what I knew was going to happen. I was like, we'll be lucky enough just to get him out of here without the belt. <clears throat> so uh, it's bad. There's going to be an investigation by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and uh, and uh, there's going to be big money fines, and these guys are in big trouble. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> what a waste, man. What a waste. Well... What you're going to do. Uh, all right. Last questions and then we got to go. I think that's it. All right. Sorry about all the technical difficulties. This is not typically how it goes, but here I am trying to make the best of what I have.
Um, thank you guys so much for watching. I greatly appreciate it. If you're looking for any information about me, you can look at it in the description box below. Um, my radio show, you can try for free for 30 days on Sirius XM. I'll see you guys on Monday for the MMA Beat. I'll, excuse me, one MMA Hour. And I will see you guys uh, on Thursday for the MMA Beat. And um, thank you so much for watching. Until next time, wow, what a night. Get some sleep.